Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. This morning I continue that which we started last Sunday. The entire month of October is is a month where we've set apart to deal with the subject living by faith. Living by faith. And um, in that quest, is how I like to look at it, each of the Sundays in the month of, of October, I will deal with a different aspect of it. And I began last Sunday to deal with the subject of have faith in God. And that's what I will drive on a little bit more this morning. So if you want to give a subject to this morning's service, it will be have faith in God too. If you were not there last Sunday, you might find it a little bit difficult to totally um, get everything that I'm talking about, but you will still get something. I'll do my best to ensure that everybody can take the journey with us. I said to us last week that my intention in this month is that we'll travel into a new maturity in faith. That we'll begin to question ourselves and get the the answers to questions in the place of walking by faith. That every child of God will begin to see results. We don't just say we are people of faith. And year in, year out, we can't point to anything where we can say, this is the result of my walking with God. And I want everybody, from the pastor down to everybody, can point to things in your life that, are not, that did not include anybody else. That it was just a result of your walk with God. It's a good testimony when we come to church and we say, the, the pastor laid hands on me and I was healed. That's a good testimony. That's a powerful testimony. But I can tell you that's not the best testimony we can have. The best testimony we can have is when somebody says, this happened and on the basis of my knowledge of God, I stood in the presence of God, I held God myself and this happened. And nobody else was involved, God and I. That's that place, my friends, where as a church, we mature in walking by faith in the presence of God. And that's really where I I hope that this couple of weeks that we spend will move us in that direction a little bit more. I ask you, please don't, don't miss any part of it. It's going to be all linked together. Like today is linked to last week, next week will be linked to today. It becomes a story that we try to tell. When Jesus said to Peter, come. (laughs) Peter, we're talking about last week, recognized his voice. A voice he had known many times over. So when Jesus said, come, Peter recognized that voice, and that voice gave meaning to come. 
come suddenly became something that was substantial enough for Peter to walk on. We said many times that Peter walked on water. I like to put it another way that Peter walked on calm. But calm was strong enough for Peter to walk on because he recognized the voice behind the word. I said last week that when God promised Isaac to Abraham, he knew that faithful is he that promised <laughs> and that he was able to perform. We saw that in Romans chapter 4. That it was about the person that was speaking. Talking to a 99-year-old man who has a 90-year-old wife and says, this time next year you will have a son. <laughs> It's easy for us to read on the pages of scriptures and say, yeah, if it was me, I would believe that actively. But I can tell you something. At that point in Abraham's life, he had walked with God to the point where the Bible says he knew that faithful is he that promised and that he was able to perform. So as Abraham began to believe God, it was not so much what was said, it was who said it and his knowledge of who said it. I'm, I'm recouping last week a little bit there. So we saw Peter as well, who said to Jesus, I have toiled all night and we got nothing. And he said in Luke chapter 5, nevertheless, at thy word. <laughs> if any of these my friends will tell me, I won't take it from them. If some stranger will come and tell me, I won't take it from them. But if it is you that says it, at your word, I know you. Faith, my friends, is in the person of God. Let me begin to press on a little bit and say a couple of things to us. I'm not yet into what I want to share today. Every word, write these things down, go and think about them. Every word is as powerful as who said it. Every word. Every decree, every pronunciation is as powerful as who said it. Like in this country, for example, if they want to say anything, they'll say, um, they're Gazetgeber. Who is the Gazetgeber? You know, but the moment they say Gazetgeber has said it, the Gazetgeber is the institution of the parliament. So it's not so much what he said, it's who said it. The moment the parliament has, has sealed it, it becomes gazette. And tomorrow, the parliament decides that no longer, it's not about what is being said, because what is being said can change, but it's who said it. So first thing I want us to think about this morning, every word is as powerful as who said it. But let me take that a little bit further. In your notes as well, write it this way. Every word is as powerful for you as your perception of who said it. <laughs> Those are two different things. Every word is as powerful for you as your perception of who said it. So you remember when Peter said to Jesus, if it is you, bid me to come. And Jesus, when Jesus said come, Peter, Jesus didn't say, Peter, come. 
Everybody on the boat heard what Peter said. Everybody on the boat heard what Jesus said. But not everybody could respond to it like Peter could respond to it. That's what I mean when I say that every word is as powerful to you as your perception of who said it. You won't, write this down as well, my friends, you won't reach your full potential of God's word until a clear channel is opened between you and him. You won't, and I won't, none of us will, reach the full potential of God's word until a clear channel is opened between you and him. I'm sure these things are making sense to people this morning. So there was that channel between Peter and Jesus on the boat that day that was not as clear for all the other people in the boat. So that word come had the potential for 10 people to walk on it. <laughs> but I say you won't reach the full potential. I mean, this Bible is there. It's open for everybody to read. Every promise in God's word is there. It's open for everybody to read. Every testimony you've ever had anybody give and say God did this, they are there in scriptures, open for everybody to, to take on. But why is it that so few of us actually begin to have experiences of the God kind? Many times it is because the channel between you and him <laughs> is not as open as it should be. Daniel 11, let me read that just as a first scripture this morning. Daniel 11 and in verse 32. One of those first scriptures I learned when I gave my life to Christ. When I gave my life to Christ, I belonged to a very vibrant fellowship of young people. I was, I was 15 when I gave my life to Jesus um, on the campus of a boarding school. It was a vibrant fellowship and some of the things that I even saw there, I haven't seen since then. One of those scriptures that was very common in our fellowship then was this scripture in Daniel 11 verse 32. Bible says, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall, shall he corrupt by flatteries. And the B part of it then says, it says, but the people that do know their God. Somebody talk to me, say, know their God. <laughs> know their God. That's the point we're making. It says, but them that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do. <laughs> That's what we're talking about this morning. That, that, that whole thing about we will not reach the full potential of the word of God is there for everybody until there is that channel between you and him going back and forth. You can only believe him as much as you know him. If you want to summarize everything I've been saying since last Sunday till this point, I think you can put it in that little statement right there. You can only believe him as much as you know him. Notice I didn't say as much as you know the Bible. I said as much as you know him. By the time I close this morning, I will then begin to show us that the more we know him, the more there is a pull in us to go to his word. How do we read scriptures? How do we use scriptures? For the most, for the majority of Pentecostal Christians, the way we use scriptures is this. We get in trouble. And particularly today, we have the concordance. We can search for things. 
We get in trouble, and then we remember, ah, one day I was in church. I was actually sleeping. I was just with my friend where the pastor was preaching. But I remember that he said one scripture about this issue. So you can Google it, or you can look for it very quickly. And then you find that scripture, and then you see it. And then you begin to confess it and say, yeah, by stripes I'm healed. By stripes. That's how we use the Bible. Or, if I put it better, that's how we misuse the Bible. Whereas, the purpose of scripture is primarily to reveal God to us. The primary purpose of scriptures is to reveal the Godhead. Let me explain what I mean by that. So, you, and I'll, I'll read in John chapter 6 this morning later on when I'm talking about things we need to know about God. So you read John chapter 6 where Jesus took bread, few pieces, few pieces of fish and turned and he fed 5,000 plus and they picked up 12 baskets and all that and you read a scripture like that and all you see there is fish and bread. You're misusing scriptures. But as you begin to use it properly, you, you see that scripture, you read it and you get a revelation of God as a caring multiplier. So you get a revelation of the heart of God where he says, how can we leave these people here? We can't leave them to just go. You get the heart of God. You, you come out of there and say, mm, I understand that Jesus cares. So the day you get into trouble, that revelation you have of Jesus as a caring God comes to the surface. Then the Bible, then scriptures then become what you use to begin to source faith. But because you're already there where you have a revelation of Jesus cares. Am I still talking to somebody still this morning? This is how we do. So every time you see, for example, um, stories of healings in scriptures, in those stories, don't just see, oh, a miracle happened. You get a revelation of Jehovah Rapha that says, I am the Lord. That he led thee. And so the day sickness shows up in your body, that's not the day you begin to look and say, hey, is, this, is, it, is it Todd Peter chapter 3? Hey, hey, where, where is it? And then you find it and you begin to say, by stripes are me. No, no, no. Before that day, you carried a revelation of God as Jehovah Rapha. Where he says, I am, it is what I do. I, if I think about God, I know him as a healer before something shows up where I need the healer. You can only, my friends, believe him as much as you know him. And the purpose of scriptures when we read the Bible is to reveal him, reveal his heart, reveal his idea, reveal his motives, reveal his thoughts about things. Look at his reaction to this. Say, ah, okay, this is how Jesus is. This is how this is. Oh, this is how that is. Okay. I know him. So the Bible is not just this thing we use as um, what we use to twist the hands of God to do things for us. Hey God, you promised this, so you must do it for me. Did you, do you know him? Do you know his thoughts? Do you, know what, do, you, do you even understand what led to that promise? What was the story? Many people know all kinds of scriptures scattered all over the place. But the, the story that led to that word being said, you don't even know it? We have some basic, for example, take a scripture like, um, say, I think it's Jeremiah 11. Jeremiah 11, 29, that one that says, you know, my thoughts towards you are thoughts of good, 
Everybody knows that scripture, so we take that kind of scripture and say the thoughts of God towards me. But if you read that scripture very well, that was at the beginning of a 70-year ordeal. Where God is, you're now about to go into, into trouble for the next 70 years, but while you are inside that trouble, just know that even though you're in trouble, my thoughts towards you are thoughts of good, not of evil. But we just, we lift that one out of there and we begin to misuse and then we wonder, why is it that we're believing, we're praying, we're doing all kinds of things, but we don't see the results that we see in the days of the scriptures. In the days of men that walked with God. It's, it's, these are the things we, 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 we misuse. Thank you for listening to this message. Please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. For questions, please send an email to Pastor Mo at thestonechurchberlin.com. God bless you.